0: We have a global leader in the room that is driven by souls. And let me just say this. When he was a child, God would connect him with that power to go to Hollywood-type people. I was asking one day, how do you get that on your life? It's just strange that you just... Course, he don't have any answers and I don't have any answers, it's just God. God. Like Jeremiah before you were conceived in your mother's womb. I knew you, I've got a plan for you. I adorned you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Come on, when when you're conceived, God has this plan. And so as a kid, he would take a Bible and a drawing to Sylvester Stallone. I mean you might have took it to your neighbor, but when How I many know that there's something on that when you get to walk up to Sylvester Stallone and take him a Bible and then you track these and there's connections, I mean you keep following his life and Elvis connections and his family. And it's like, what in the world? Capital connections and presidents. and How I many of know that's called global leadership? So that's why you can't bring global leaders into a room and it not call us to a global level. It's an anointing. And you keep tracking this thing, and you're like, what else is going on here? And then you find there's impact, not only with, with presidential-type impacts, but you look at this stuff, and then you find that there's a four-time chaplain olympian champion in the room for the sole purpose at the olympics was to preach the gospel of jesus christ at a level so when i play his promo i want you to understand that there is a delivery system that god's given him to a certain people group so that you don't get spiritual whiplash because i know how the religious spirit is how in the world are you gonna preach like that and then we saw something that looked like star wars see you need to get that demon out of you right now so that you can understand the assignment that's on a person's life to have a global impact with high profile people. And so if we're ready, we're gonna let it play here. We'll check the volume too.
1: Don't act so surprised. Indeed, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. For the past few months, I have been listening in my TIE Fighter to Frank Shelton's Out of This World messages. With his growing audience, I find some of your lack of faith disturbing. The Force is strong with Shelton and Skywalker, And indeed, Frank is a Jedi for Jesus. His uplifting words have given me a new hope. I am contemplating leaving the dark side to follow the light. You can do. Visit FrankShelton.com
0: Let's give it up for my dear friend Frank Shelton, Evangelist. A global evangelist.
2: You're amazing. Wow. Well, while you're up, I need you to be three times louder. I want you to give the loudest applause to the one who made you, died for you, and coming back for you. Give Jesus a round of applause. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Father, the answer is not in a Jedi. It's still in Jesus. We have a lightsaber, the light of God's word, cuts like a double-edged sword. Rambo's knife was one thing, but the sword of the spirit is everything. Oh, God, I pray in the next few moments that you would rock the house. Oh, God, this is not a country club. This is not business as usual. And we're not worshiping a dead cult, but we're here. To worship the living Christ. God, change us. Thank you for what we saw last night. People coming from multiple states to celebrate this ministry. Father, I just pray that you would bless the Coopers today and all their tomorrows and do something so special tonight that you would just not only shake the place, but shake us. In Jesus' holy name, help us graduate from mediocrity to ministry. In Jesus' name. Amen. Look to your neighbor and say, today's the day. (laughs) Amen. You know, I wanna say hi to my friends. I walk in last night here in New Mexico and they're like, we heard you preach in West Virginia. I had to look behind me thinking it was somebody else. Are you with me? But we're on the go when you said go. And from here, I'll fly back uh, from New Mexico. I land, go straight to the National Day of Prayer. President Biden is gonna be there. Everybody needs Jesus. I had the honor to minister to Biden when he was vice president. I'm telling you, our country is in a mess. And the answer is not in government. It's in God. It's not in the presidents and the prince of peace. But I'm going to shine a light. So I go from here straight to Capitol Hill to be at the National Day of Prayer. All the members of Congress are going to be there. Um, this week, I speak at Brandywine Bible Church in Maryland at the church I got saved at. In 1979, I'm going back to preach where I got baptized as a little boy, and thank God. And then from there, um, I'm gonna be in Las Vegas with uh, Christian Television Network. From there, February 18th, I'm speaking for Brian Marshall at the New Life River Church of God in Elkton, Maryland. My 52nd birthday is February 20th, the 21st. I speak in the morning at Southern Maryland Christian Academy take a jet, and I'm preaching for an extension of Rodney Howard Brown's church at the River Church in Bristol, Tennessee that night. So Maryland in the morning, Tennessee at night, the next morning getting on a small plane, and we're flying to Nassau, Bahamas, and I'm preaching two days in Freeport, two days in Nassau, and the Bahamas land one day, kiss my wife, fly to New Hampshire. This is February, preaching that night, two nights at a to, to 75 senior pastors, I have the honor to pour into them. I'm going to preach at Romney Bible Conference in New Hampshire. Preach at a Sunday morning church in Vermont. Sunday night at another church in Vermont. Fly back. And then from there, I just got booked in Bucharest, Romania. I'm preaching a crusade in April. Lord willing, I'm preaching in Paris, France in July. We're in Athens, Greece, Rome, Italy, and Israel. And that's by the end of the summer. And I'm telling you, God is coming really soon. But he said, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. Man, that brother preached, I got to use the restroom, I got to go, can I get an amen? (laughs) But no, no, I'm telling you, what he said is right, because what is the problem with the church these days, when you take your eyes off souls, you get into a scandal. When you take your eyes off the Lord, you fall into lawsuits. You know, I could tell you conventions that are more in court than they are in Christ. And I've learned if you love God and love people, you're going to stay out of a lot of trouble. And we get into a big trouble when we take our eyes not only off the prize, but when we take our eyes off the Great Commission. See, we're good at keeping the faith, but we are failing at sharing the faith. And I am so thankful that in 24, it's already done. This church is going to start preaching to 240 million people. And some people are going to think that's arrogant. Some people are going to think, God told me something a long time ago. People that get upset about when people talk about numbers are people who have no numbers to talk about, and that will preach. God has a book called Numbers. He fed 5,000. Oh, that sounds arrogant. No, that sounds like the Almighty. You talk about a Happy Meal, you feed 5,000 with a kid's lunch. We're rolling, amen? But see, they were going. Are you with me? See, if you're not praying, you're playing. And it's hard to move forward in faith when your denomination is stuck in reverse. Aren't you thankful that you have a pastoral team? The worship was off the chain. Your praise team is so good, I've already booked them for my funeral. <laughs> you know why? I'm dying to hear it one more time. Give the praise team a round of applause. Amen. I love you guys. Your youth pastors are amazing. Give them and the youth a round of applause. I'm going to share something that I haven't shared in a long time. But it was four years ago this week that Kobe died. I was preaching in Nicaragua at the invite of President Daniel Ortega. I was having lunch with the mayor of Nicaragua, Managua, and in front of me was an ambassador to Israel. It's not dropping names. God puts you in some crazy places. They had me preach on the floor of the Congress of Nicaragua. I am a nice guy. I flew by myself to a communist country. No security detail, no spouse. Couldn't take my wife. I wouldn't dare take her. Not that they're bad people. Her and I had went there before, but I flew by myself to preach five nights in five cities at the invite of the first lady, Daniel Ortega. You remember Reagan and Oliver North? I'm Forrest Gump with the Bible. Can I get an amen? No security detail, no love offering. But I had something to say because I'm a man with a mission, but I'm a man with a message. And even if I'm a man at times with no money, I'm going to preach the the wall, whether they're pulpers or presidents. And I'm now preaching on the floor of their Congress, but I come back and I got TSA as if I'm on some government watch list and they're rubbing their hands all over me. You know it's bad when they put a second pair of latex gloves on. Can I get an amen? (laughs) I'm thinking about sermon that I'm going to preach and these guys are all over me. They're laying on the hands and all I can think of is, oh, he touched me. (laughs) Are you with me? But I come back My mom worked at the U.S. Capitol, the Capitol Historical Society. My dad's the top cop at the United States Capitol Police. My brother worked there. I worked there. My uncle was in charge of all the canine. That's just in the last 30 years. We go all the way back to Abraham Lincoln. But what I come back from is I come back from Nicaragua and did that what God did through me. But then I watch Biden as soon as he gets in he was the first one in years that you're supposed to speak in January and he couldn't come 16 blocks in a motorcade with more federal agents on him than any president in history. He won't go 16 blocks from the White House to the Capitol and I flew in a communist Wagner by myself and I'm preaching on the floor of Congress. I almost decided to get back and run respectfully, take a step aside because we're going to take it from here. And we need godly people. For four years, i would led the Bible study to lawmakers, to senators. And we need godly people. We need godly leadership. But guys, I'm telling you, we are so stuck in reverse as a nation. Our only hope is still what our only hope was. And it's not, hope me, L B Juan Kenobi, you're my only hope. No, it's, help me, Jesus of Nazareth, you're still our only hope. But when I'm in Nicaragua having lunch, someone showed me a text. Kobe Bryant died, and my heart dropped. And I'm looking foxy and thinking it's a sick April Fool's joke. And sure enough, he died. And what what the catch was, I just stepped outside, and I called the chaplain from Nicaragua of the Boston Celtics. And he takes former NBA ballplayers, and all within a nanosecond. See, when you're going, God will give you wisdom as you go. Remember when Jesus went up to them and the one said, Well, Lord, you could do all this and all this. And, and they all wanted him to heal them now. But he said, Just send the word. And the Bible says, As they went, they were healed. Sometimes he healed them on the spot, but sometimes it was just God's grace, but it was their faith that healed them. And see, When you're going, yes, we got to count the cost. And yes, it's good to start the mission with money. But I'm telling you, what's greater than having money is at least having obedience. Because you can have more savings, but unless you have more of the Savior, you're still going to be broke. And so I called the chaplain of the Boston Celtics, and we were going to reach out to Kobe. And the first lady, Ortega's wife, was going to let us come back. This is what God did through me. I was going to get a former NBA ball players to come back and play the current Nicaragua basketball team. Rodney Howard Brown said something. It shook me a long time ago. We all use different bait on different hooks to reach different people. Now, basketball may not be your thing, but 13,000 people were going to come to the Alexis Orguelo Soccer Stadium, what was actually a boxing arena, and we were going to play a basketball game to 13,000, not just one night, but in three different cities. So in three nights, we're in front of 39,000 people. And we have asked, reaching out to see if Kobe would come. And the crazy thing is, the former NBA, we're gonna play the current Nicaragua team, and the first lady of a communist country was giving me and the chaplain of the Boston Celtics and my friend who's currently with the chaplain of the New York Knicks. The three of us were gonna be at halftime to thirteen thousand, thirty-nine thousand in three games. And it was starting with the basketball, but I was ending with the Bible. But when Kobe died, my heart dropped. And guys, I'm just saying this in love. There is a demonic thing in the world. And the Illuminati and secret societies is sick, it's satanic, but it's real. And I am gonna preach the glorious and the light of the gospel, but sometimes you gotta expose the darkness. They're into numerologies. You and I speak with words. They talk in numbers and symbols. And once you know their game, you can beat them at their own game. The night that Kobe dropped 81 points, it's a documented fact. It was a 666 career game in the NBA. It's a fact. There's an anointing with God and there's an anointing with the devil. You're going to be used by one. You might as well be used by the one who made the world. The night that Kobe, his last game, the reason I have a burden for celebrities because if they're still breathing, the gospel can still save them. See, the church was good going after the poor, but we didn't go after the powerful and the popular. I had a Presbyterian preacher in Delaware one time tell me, Frank, you're wasting your time trying to minister to these lawmakers. I said, why is that? He said, quote, they're already saved. I said, my God, what planet are you from? (laughs) And when you stand before heaven, you're going to say, I'm a senator. No, they're senators, but (laughs) senator, that don't save you. You need to know the Savior, not if you were in the Senate. Are you with me? And see, even powerful need Jesus. So back to Kobe, his last game, when they took him out, go back on YouTube. You can find it for yourself. We come from 150 years of detectives. But the Holy Spirit is the greatest detective of all time. I had an interview with the United States Secret Service. The special agent in charge of the Baltimore Field Office said, quote, Frank, you make one hell of a special agent. That's the only time I didn't mean hearing hell outside of a sermon. When the best say you would have been the best. It's not arrogant. But if you think when God called me out of Capitol Hill to stick my head in the sand like an ostrich and just be blind, you're on crack. Are you with me? (laughs) Now, you can be stuck on crack, but I'm still stuck on Christ, and I'm going to preach from here. But when Kobe came out, it wasn't four seconds. It wasn't five seconds. It's 4.1 seconds on the clock when he came out of the game. You say, what does that mean? His last jumper, he shot over a dude Wearing 41. Most of you missed it. I would have been too at the time. Kobe was 41 years old when he died. And when he went to that Catholic mass, I want to believe, and we know the Vatican can't save you, but I want to believe that he was pressing into God at the bottom of the night, but only he knows. And he gets into a church, and he gets in a helicopter at 9.06 a.m., and I did some digging, and I'm going to take you to church. The L.A. Police Department, he is in the air, for 41 minutes when it crashed. He crashed on the 4,100 block of that neighborhood. Calabas, California where Kim and Kanye and many stars at the time. In geometry, that town spells 41. And it's the 41st congressional district of California where it went down. He died the night before the Grammys. Whitney Houston died the night before the Grammys. And my friend was a pastor to Justin Bieber. When Usher walked by him, he goes, man, you're Justin's pastor. He stayed in the hotel the night when Whitney died in the bathroom. And the irony of irony is the devil is a copycat. He's an Elvis impersonator, but he ain't the king. And he will try to copulate. And just like where Christians are buried in baptism and raised the newness of life. They will actually drown you to take you to the dark underlife. He died the night before the Grammys. She died the night before the Grammys. And when I went back and rolled the tape, one of the most beautiful women in the world, one of the most angelic voices, her mother Sissy sang backup for Elvis Presley. Her aunt was Dionne Warwick. She was with Kevin Costner, one of my favorite movies, The Bodyguard. When you come from 150 years of presidential protection, his name was Frank. Clint Eastwood in The Line of Fire, his name was Frank. Can I be frank with you? <laughs> Liberty's moving. <laughs> she sang the greatest national anthem in the history of the Super Bowl. But do you know what? The night of the Grammys, the picture, the only picture they used of Whitney Houston, they had her on a crucifix. And she was a blood sacrifice. And I'm preaching for the best man of Rick Warren from Purpose Driven Life. I'm preaching revival in Orange County, California, February 2020. So I had just been in Nicaragua when the helicopter went down, and there goes our chance I wanted to finally meet Kobe and thank him for the way he played the game and look in his eyes behind the scenes, not with the mic, not with the camera, but Kobe, do you know God loves you? He has a plan for you. If you died tonight, do you know you? That was my... And so when he died, my heart dropped, and now only God knows. And I'm not here to throw anyone under the bus, but my friends, we are so busy looking at stars that we've turned our back on the sun. The answer is not in Hollywood, it's in him. So back with the whole thing... With Kobe, I'm looking at a front page of a California newspaper and it said Kobe Bryant's funeral at Staples Center today. The top right hand of that same newspaper said coronavirus sweeping across America looking for a cure. February 20, the two weeks low of the curve wasn't until March. The Holy Spirit, the greatest detective, spoke to me with 150 veins of detectives in my body said see if the two lead stories are connected. Kobe's death and Corona, and I did some digging. I wrote the book, and some of them not only realized I was right, some of them three years later are going on their little podcast, and I'm the one that said it three years ago, but it doesn't care who gets the credit. For them, better late than never. Can I get an amen? It's easy to play armchair quarterback. It's another thing when you're in the game. And the wild thing is, Kobe, the Holy Spirit, told me, the bigger the name, the greater the sacrifice. Madonna was known by her first name around the world. Cher, around the first name, my friend, Metalark Lemon, one of my best friends in the world. Harlem Globetrotters, I was with him in 10 states. He wrote the forward to my book. I wrote the forward to his last book. Elvis, known around the world. But Kobe was also known around the world by his first name. And the Lord told me where Jesus shed his blood and died on the cross to save the world, since it's inverted, flipped, and demonic. The greater the star, the greater the sacrifice. See, Hollywood will take you up and then pull you down. Do you know that they predicted Kobe would die in a helicopter, crash four years before he died? They didn't say old age and asleep, cancer, HIV. In a Ferrari at 108 miles an hour, they said he would die in a helicopter crash. My friends, it's called predictive programming. They will show you in advance if you have eyes to see and real eyes, real lies, real lies. See, when you have the eyes of a man, you, you can see through the deceit of the devil. So the irony is, I hit you with the 41s, but I did a little bit of research. And in Geometry, 67 spells Staples Center. Alicia Keys, that sang at the funeral, spells 67. And Blood Sacrifice spells 67. And when Kobe died, I began to press, and the Lord said, Because the greater the star, the greater the sacrifice. Kobe's singular star-studded death would symbolically represent the hundreds of thousands who would die because they drank the Kool-Aid. And this is a fact, the word Greek word in Hebrew mixed, Kobe backwards spells COVID. And if you Google tonight, and this was February 2020, where Kobe Bryant is buried, it's Corona, California. Kobe used to wear a shirt doing layups with the Lakers called, I can't breathe. Three years later, there was this debacle and the whole slogan, I can't breathe. Predictive programming. Black mama, the snake, I'm not out to hurt anybody, but the Bible says to abstain from all appearances of evil. And I'm telling you, you don't want to be aligned with a snake or serpent or Satan You better be linked with the Savior. And friends, you're either under the blood of the lamb or the blood of the beast. But God gave me a sermon. It's called the battle of the blood. Do you know why a lot of preachers in America preach with no power? Because they don't preach the blood of the lamb. My boss, Billy Graham, for five years, I was a state coordinator. I did 10 of Franklin Graham's 50 state tours. But one time they went up to Billy Graham at the height of his popularity and he, he had great power. But one time, one of his aides was very respectful but Dr. Graham was humble. He could take constructive criticism. They said, Billy, it was a rare night. It, it just didn't seem like you had the power tonight. Billy Graham, at least they had the guts to go up to God's man. He said, you know, you're right. Something was off. And Billy Graham went to his hotel that night. He was in town for a four-night crusade in front of 63,000 every night at a football stadium. But he opened up his notes and his heart dropped. And he said, my God, I looked in my whole notes. It was the only time he failed to mention the blood and the cross. There's no power without the cross or without the blood. And you're either under the blood of the lamb that taketh away the sins of the world, or you're under the beast and you're on your own. You say, I don't believe that. It's okay. It's true, whether you believe it or not. And guys, I have a heart. We're not dropping names. Just last month, I got to introduce my wife and son to Sylvester Stallone 40 years later after the first time we met. I was an extra in Rocky Balboa. I met Sly at 13, thanks to my godmother. The month before, I'm with Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers. Are you with me? I'm supposed to be in March with Ivan Drago, Dolph Lundgren, for the first time. I must break you. Are you with me? No, the devil's going to break you unless you get right. Are you with me? It's not dropping names when you're toe-to-toe in sharing love, the greatest name of all time. But I'm telling you, you'll never impact presidents if you're not even sharing with the homeless. I want to share a message with you real quick called The King Has One More Move. The King Has One More Move. We're late in the game. God could come tonight. But you may be down, discouraged, defeated, depressed, divorced. But if you're not dead, the King is not done with you. Acts 16, if you have your Bible, turn with me to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. I love preaching the book of Acts. I say this in love, but a lot of my Baptist friends don't even visit the book. Oh, they got God the Father, God the, God the Son, but they don't know God the Holy Ghost. If you had a chance to get all of something, but you're only running on two-thirds, you're missing a chunk. If God made you an eight-cylinder car, I don't want to be bragging that I'm running on four or six-cylinders. Someone said, Do you really need God to get through life? Man, you need God to get through Walmart. Are you with me? <laughs> Look to your neighbor and say, Put on your seatbelt. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Acts sixteen, sixteen. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, say damsel? damsel. That was a damsel in distress. She was possessed with a spirit of divination, fortune telling, it was astrology, which brought her masters much gain. There's nothing new under the sun. Verse 17, the same followed Paul and saying, these men are the servants of the most high God, which show us the way of salvation. And this she did many days, but Paul being grieved, turned to the spirit and said, I command thee and the name of Buddha come out of her. Try again. I command thee in the name of Muhammad, come out of her. Brother, that ain't going to work. See, the problem with these false religions on the outside, they look like a Ferrari, but you get under the hood and it's a Fiero. (laughs) He's preaching go. They're all show, but they're no go. We got kick cars for cults. But with the king, you're a kid of the king. A real deal in a world of counterfeits. And said in the name of Jesus come out of her and bam immediately the demon came out. There's power in the name. You know why you don't have power? Because you're plugged in everything but the one who alone is power. Some people think that if I'm tapped into the Freemasonsry I'll have power. I got the power and it's not 33 degrees. It was the one who was 33 when he died. And one at the top is linked to Lucifer. The other one is the Lord. And see, they even steal it and they say, they asked a A A-list Hollywood star, do you know the Lord? And he started squirming in a seat like a snake. He said, quote, you can't get to my level in Hollywood unless you know the Lord. And the Christian naive host said, oh, you're one of us. He didn't say anything. Do you know in Star Wars, they called him Lord Vader? And he was the dark side. Jesus said, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. The devil is the Lord of this earth. He's a counterfeit, he's a clown, and he's going to split hell wide open. Stick with the one who stuck on the cross for you. I have power not because my ancestor was the Queen of England... True story, Anne Beline Shelton was married to King Henry VIII. We literally ties to the Queen of England. My family's protected the last 26 to 28 US presidents. Some could say that's power. We got them on both sides of the power, on the pond. That's not arrogant, it's just accurate of the Shelton lineage. It was my ancestor that hand carried Abraham Lincoln across the street, you could say, well, that's power. I roll with a few people, whether it's the Pentagon or Hollywood, and you could say that's the power. An iPhone 15 is nice, you'll pay 1400 bucks, but if you don't plug it in the wall, it's not worth a dime. I had power not because my dad was the top cop in America's police department, not at the local level, the federal level. And thank God for our TSA, but we have some folks today at the lowest level of law enforcement... Thinking they're on the right side to push the people who've been at a level they will never be. And they're compromising to try to get promoted. But when you've been with the best and been clean and God has elevated you. See, some people think that if I go after you, I'll look good. Even if they were wrong to chase you. You can be on a quiet skies list today. With TSA, the guy that's been on Air Force One, flown on Air Force Two. You can be on a list because you love Christ or you voted one time or another conservative, or somehow you preach as a clergy, you can be on the list. You know why I shop at Walmart? Because Target is already on my back. But keep watching. Keep watching. All you're going to do is see Jesus, and you're going to get saved if you keep watching. Don't let the little leaguers knock you out of your major league call. God bless them but they're stuck in reverse. The demon came out immediately. And when their master saw that their gains are gone, I've been fighting human trafficking for 10 years, meeting with members of Congress, cabinet level, with the White House. And I pray for Biden. We had carte blanche in the past. They shut it all down since he's been in office. I'm going to say this in love. If you are aligning yourself with a group who will not fight for the unborn, how can you trust them to take care of you when you're already alive? And when they saw that their gains were gone, they got upset. Adrenochrome is real. It's all about the blood. And verse 20, and they brought to the magistrate saying, these men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. You know, when Caleb got the call from the state police, they not only said they were not essential, I think what they really said, because they're preaching the truth, some of them got nervous and said, they're bothering our city. Because they lived a double life? No. Because they're living all in correctly for the Lord. The Bible says in the last days, good will be called evil. Evil will be called good. I saw a movie with Will Smith and Gene Hackman in 1998. I'm watching it in theater in my hometown called Enemy of the State, and it was an American running on American soul, and his own government was chasing him. My dad graduated from the FBI. The Holy Spirit said, that's going to be you one day. The same folks who love America. My son was born the hour Obama became president, the hour, Inauguration Day, January 20, 2009. He turned 15 last week. I'm born February 20th. President's Day. My mom was born the 4th of July. You cut our veins, they're red, white, and blue. My mom worked at the Capitol. My dad worked at the Capitol. I was in the Capitol nine months before I was born. I'm going to help you. Some of you come to visit once. I was born to work there. Can I get an amen? I was the youngest in 40 years to work on the floor of the United States Senate for all 100 senators and vice president every single day. I'm with Dolan and Ted Kennedy every single day on the floor. They don't let chief of staff just walk on the floor. God had hooked me up to the glory of him. But this is what I want you to see. The Lord told me in the last day since good is evil, those who love America and love this country, and we're not perfect, but you will be deemed an enemy of the state. I'm going to be bold. If you're not on the watch list, it was because you haven't been going. I've preached to hundreds of thousands in stadiums. And I've already preached in prisons. Some of my best ministry moments are in prison. But if that's what it takes when it's all over, not everyone in prison was living it wrong. Do you know, coming out of seminary, some people want their name in a seminary. True prophets are known in penitentiaries. And when you wake up in the morning... My prayer is that the demons think, oh, God, he's up and moving. I was voted the nicest in the county. But when COVID hit, I got to be the boldest in our whole region. See, we got a lot of microphones. We need backbones. Give Caleb and his wife one last round of applause. Verse 22, and the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon Paul and Silas, they threw them in prison and told the janitor to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, they threw them in the innermost prisons with their hands and handcuffs. And at midnight, Paul and Silas praised. They sang praises to God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's hands was loosed. And the keeper of the prison woke out of his sleep and saw the prison doors open wide. The jailer, the top cop, drew about a sword and he was getting ready to commit suicide. Do you know why? It was protocol back in that day. If you were asleep at the wheel and someone on your post fled, your career was over. And if you were dishonorable to watch them, you had to take out your life because you missed them. Isn't it crazy with the Epstein thing? It's always they turn off the cameras. They let the staff go a little bit early. And the irony is, if they had anyone to watch, you'd think it would have been him. Are you with me? That trial would have made OJ look like second grade. But the king has one more move. But Paul cried with a loud voice and said, Do yourself no harm, we're still here. And then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas' feet and brought them out. And then he said, sir, what must I do to be saved? If he said, Muhammad, Buddha, Confucius, Catholicism, nothing happens. But when he mentioned Jesus, everything happens. He said, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and thou be saved in your whole house. And he took them in that hour of the night, washed their stripes. He was baptized and his whole family was saved. And he gave them food and he began to rejoice. And then the sergeants of the prison said, Let them go. And they left in peace. So, real quick, here's the situation Paul and Silas were God's men. Say, God's men. They were going to God's house, preaching God's word about God's game plan to get them in God's book before time stopped. Say, You got to get going. So they're going forward by faith, and that's good. But good is the enemy of God. There's none good, no, not one. And Paul and Silas was God's man going to God's house, and it's a Wednesday worship. It's a night of prayer and praise. And it was Billy Graham and George Beverly Shea. It was Joel and Israel. One's gonna do the preaching, one's gonna do the praising. One's gonna do the singing, one's gonna do the speaking. And they're running a little late. Has anyone ever been late to church? Raise your hand. And Paul and Silas are God's men going to God's house. And from the peripheral vision, they see a damsel in distress. Now, I don't know what you would have done, but they knew what God would have done. And they paused. And instead of just going to church, they paused and pivoted and became the church. Instead of just preaching to the choir... They paused and went after a woman who was demonically possessed. She was on her way to hell and they pointed her to heaven. She had guilt. They gave them grace. She made a living by reading people's palms, And then they told them about the one who would wear nails in his palms. She was bowing down to astrology. But now she's linked to the Almighty. And the irony is she gets saved and they got captured. She got deliberated and they got incarcerated. She got grace and now they're treated like guilt. They went from Christians to convicts. Will the real Christians stand up? Rodney Howard Brown told me a long time ago one of the reasons I took a stand when I did, not only because I could see the lies, and we come from a family that protects presidents, God told me to protect the general public. And love, I had a preacher recently ask me to apologize. For standing strong against the COVID lie. I said I cannot write that letter. Because I believe just as strong as I did three and a half years ago. And what I said then, I mean more now. I love them. But I'm not going to compromise to get a booking. They missed it then. I haven't missed it yet. Fauci needs Jesus. Gates needs Jesus. Jesus. The who needs Jesus. Klaus Schwab needs Jesus. We're going to eat bugs and be happy. No, what bugs me, old man, is you need the Bible and time's almost out. The answer ain't Gates. The answer ain't Globus. The answer ain't government. It is God. Can I get an Amen. (laughs) So Paul and Silas are now going to God's house. And they're now in prison. And it didn't make any sense. And while they were in prison, this is what I love. The the girl wasn't going to church. So they brought church to the girl. And now they're in prison. And I want you to see this, friends. Paul and Silas, with their back up against the wall, probably thought, God, where's God in all of this? You know, we had dreams of being on TBN and Singing at Madison Square Garden. You know, I thought Charisma would let me write an article. (laughs) We didn't sign up for this. You know why? A lot of people deep inside show you their hand. They wanted fame, but they didn't really want faithfulness. They wanted a platform, but they really don't want his presence. Some people are in Christianity because they failed in the world. I know some singers that had dreams to be in Nashville or Motown and they didn't have it. And we're going to sing and we're going to sing for the Lord and wonder why they have entertainment but they don't have evangelism. They can hit the notes but they don't live the notes. And then they crack a six-pack before the tour bus leaves the arena. So you don't need the king of beers once you know the king of kings. And who you hang out with when your back is against the wall. That's why I said I would walk with this guy. Because he took a stand. Having done all stand. I'd rather stand for what's right and die than sit out and live a lie. Martin Luther King died prematurely. It is better to speak truth and die short than live to old age playing it safe. Paul and Silas looked at each other and said, Well, what do we do now? Half of them could have gotten angry. God owes me. This wasn't how it's supposed to be. I'm going to curse God and die. Remember Job's wife? Why don't you just curse him? Who did that sound like? The devil? Who you hang out with will determine if you'll go to the next level. And I like what they said. Well, let's do what we were always going to do. You were going to preach, I was going to pray. You preach, I pray. Well, this is prison. It's not like, you know, the Taj Mahal. It's not Madison Square Garden. It's not Lakewood Church. (laughs) (laughs) They begin, read with me. I'm not making this. Acts 16, 25. Read it out loud, regardless of your translation. Acts 16, 25. If you're there, say Amen. Read with me slow. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, say praise. They sang praises, say praises. And the prisoners, say prisoners, heard them. Now let me read it by myself. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, they sang praises, and the prisoners heard them. 32 seconds ago, it didn't make any sense, it went over your head. Paul and Silas were going to God's house, and that's a good thing, but the God thing was over here. As they were going, they weren't just playing church, they became the church. And she wasn't going to church, so they brought church to her and brought her to church. Now watch this, while they're in prison, because they stuck with the stuff in the storm. Well, you were going to do the praising and preaching, you're the Billy Graham, I'm the George Bradley say, let's just keep doing it. And they prayed and they preached and the prisoners heard them. They prayed, preached, and the prisoners heard them. They prayed and preached, and the prisoners heard them. What he said at the beginning of the sermon, their praise not only changed the atmosphere, the praise ushered us to the throne of God, but the praise gives you more powerful than even the Pentagon. And here's the crutch: The prisoners couldn't go to church. So what looked like a demotion of the natural was a promotion of the supernatural because they were, went from the White House to the Big House. Are you with me? And they prayed and preached. The prison, revival broke out. And had they gotten angry and cocky and God, you missed it, this was part of the revival. Now, revival could be a 50-city tour. And yes, I've, I've actually done the chapel at Madison Square Garden for the Knicks. I just flew to the O2 Arena this summer in London. I'm with Ice Cube, the rapper. I'm sitting right next to him at the game. And in... The locker of the Big Three Championship. Dr. J and all these people are there. It's crazy. And I did the chapel for the Big Three Championship at O2. And I look, and there's a picture of Prince when he sang at the O2 Arena. There's Prince. But I'm now representing the king. But whether it's the O2, if it's the Garden, if it's Mandela Stadium... If it's your pastor in front of 240 million, don't ever forget this. One is still a big number. And you don't deserve to speak to a president if you're too big to speak to a prisoner. I'm with hopefully Biden on Wednesday. But I'm going to try to minister to the waitress in New Mexico today. I told Blake at breakfast, have you ever seen a dollar over a cashier? I said, do you know what that means? That means if you see a dollar in a frame at a business, hardware, a restaurant, that means that was their first dollar. Never forget where you came from. And if the angels rejoice over one, one is a big number. So they prayed and preached, and the prisoners heard them. Revival happened. The foundation shook. The doors opened. And everybody ran. My wife's from El Salvador. Humry, humry, humry. Are you with me? You know, everybody left. I'm going to land the plane. Everybody left but Paul and Silas. You know why they didn't leave? Two things. God gave me this. They were already free to begin with. They didn't do anything wrong. The guilty are dying to get out. Those who are righteous will live it out and just brag while they're there. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Oh, I... I heard of a story of a prisoner who literally got released early because he drove the guards nuts from saying that name. True story. (laughs) The next time you're in a bad thing and you're tempted to cuss, thank you, Jesus, you can go. (laughs) (laughs) If it's good to be in the house of the Lord, say amen. amen. Here's the trifecta. And hockey, the hat trick. You know, God doesn't like baseball. <laughs> what? That's America's pastime. Daryl Strawberry's a dear friend. I had the honor to have dinner with Albert Pujols. I like baseball. My parents love baseball. It's a great sport. But God likes bowling. You know, in baseball, if you get three strikes, in baseball, if you get three strikes, you're out. But in bowling, if you get three strikes, somebody's on a roll. Can I get an amen? (laughs) The girl wasn't going to church, so they took her to church. The prisoners couldn't go to church, and they brought the prisoners to church. And when everyone left, there's the cop. Like Caleb, I love law enforcement. They need our prayers. They kiss their spouse every day, and they're not sure if they're coming home. Now there's some crooked ones, but there's still a lot of good ones like Sheriff Hamilton. And can we give our law enforcement one loud round of applause (laughs) in the next? (laughs) I gotta say this right before I preached, my wife texted me Ruth and it thrilled my heart. My pastor in Maryland, out of the blue, asked our son, Andrew, who's 15, to get up in front of Sunday service and pray before he preached just like he's raising up this generation ruth and i are doing our best with ours and you know what there's not a lot of young kids all in for the king yes. can we give titus and his sister yes. a round of applause okay stay with me 60 seconds the cop's getting ready to kill himself this is for everyone i needed to Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted. But he also said, pray for those who wrongfully accuse you. And this is a brother from another mother that's getting ready to kill himself and see if Paul and Silas would have ran, they would have missed this moment. And some of us can get a holy anger thinking, you know, God owes me. But he saw that blade shine in the sun and he's getting ready to kill himself. And the ones that were mistreated and rejected and ridiculed They had still enough of Christ in them to scream, stop. Do yourself no here. You were wrong the way you handled me, but God is still going to make it right to you. We're still here. Don't kill yourself. And then he said, sir, the King James says with a capital S, the same cop that was rejected them is now respecting them. Sir, what must I do to be saved? I didn't think you'd ever ask. Believe on the name of the Catholic Church. Hell no. (laughs) I shouldn't say this, but ever since a child, the word Pope sounded like poop. (laughs) Do you know the Vatican? The Vatican. I'm just going to be real. The Vatican is shaped as a serpent. It's a fact. I did the research. Just because one is wearing white doesn't mean it's all right. My friend Randy Shepard is an Olympic chaplain, and he was passing out gospel tracts at the Vatican some of the Vatican police came up to him with their Kevlar vests and the 9mm. And he said, hey, you can't be doing that here. And Randy said, quote, hey, we're on the same team. And he said, no, we're not. He wasn't mean in the Olympics. Not even two different countries. The Vatican police said to this mighty man of God, born again, kid of the king, Christianity, we're not on the same team. There's only one man. The mediator, the Lord Jesus Christ. He led him to the Lord, the top cop prisoner. She wasn't going to church. They brought church to her. The prisoners weren't going to church. They brought church to the prisoner. And the cop came to Christ. Because what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. And the king has one more move. I'm going to ask that you stay to your feet. Tommy Morrison fought Slice Stallone in Rocky V. Father Carmine was a Catholic priest in Philadelphia. Hey, yo, Father Carmine. Hey, yo, Father Carmine. It's me, Rocky Balboa. I want to introduce you to my friend Tommy Gunn. I was wondering if you're like not too busy like if you could throw down a blessing for us because in case you know we get in the ground beat up tonight it won't be too bad and i love slide it was a beautiful thing and, and we all need people in our corner and there are some good priests out there but not all of them are born again and they need to be born again but newsflash there's people in the ministry today don't even know jesus Tommy Morrison died, the guy falls False Lie in Rocky 5. And Tommy Morrison's widow is a dear friend of mine. Tommy Morrison's son, Kenzie, was 19 and 0, following his daddy's footsteps. And his first huge heavyweight fight was in Las Vegas. There's 8 billion on the planet. It was God and grace. Tommy Morrison's wife called me and said, Will you fly to Vegas? We want you to be in our corner and pray with Tommy Morrison, the former heavyweight boxing champ of the world, with his son when he climbs through the ropes. I'm there with Roy Jones Jr., Mike Tyson's to my right. I met Ler- Roberto Duran Jr. Fault that night too. But there's a story that I told with Tommy's wife and she loves it. When I was in Paris the summer, the Olympics are back in Paris. I had to do a preliminary trip. And in the Louvre, in the art place, there is a famous painting of Satan playing a senior citizen. And it's called Checkmate. And 10,000 tourists come by a day, and they stop. There's the Mona Lisa, but the checkmate catches a lot of attention too. And they stare at this picture, and they move on. And it's Satan playing a senior. And the artist had the audacity to say, in the game of life, Satan wins it. And people politely look at the picture and move on. Well, one day, there was a guy who was invited to go on his first date with this girlfriend. She was so pretty, Stevie Wonder could see how good she looked. but she wasn't just pretty, she was a good godly girl. And their first date, she's like, well, do you wanna go to the art museum? He thinking it's boring. He's like, if you wanna go grocery shopping, I'll go with you just cause I can't believe you wanna be seen in public with me. So he's walking in there and the second picture he sees is the painting checkmate. And he's staring at it and he gets a holy anger and he said, something's wrong. And everyone moved to the next picture and he's still behind and he's looking three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, and true story, what no one knew, he was an international chess champion. And I've been told chess people can do four moves in advance. That's why Caleb and I play checkers. Can I get an amen? And he's, well, he's smarter than I. I'm so slow it takes two hours to watch 60 minutes. Stay with me. And he's looking at it and something's wrong. And everyone had left and he stayed and then all of a sudden the light bulb went off and he said to the historian, to the curator with intensity, can you come over here? He said, what seems to be the problem? He said, do you know who painted that? He said, I do. He said, that thing is wrong. Excuse me, that painting is wrong. What? He said, you need to either take that painting off the wall, you either need to put a tarp on top of it, you need to have someone retouch it, or you need to retitle it. Why would I do that? I'm not trying to brag. I'm an international chess champion. And it's wrong because the king actually has one more move. New Mexico, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace, they made it seven times hotter. And then when the guards thought they had burnt offering, they look in, well, we threw three in there, but there seems to be a fourth in the flame, and it was God. When we get to heaven the bible never said did the three hebrew boys know that god had their back but those who wrongfully put them in couldn't help but see god in the picture see sometimes where you thought god left you he was right behind you and they got out the king had one more move moses when he went to the red sea (laughs) he goes through the enemy drowns. how did he get through the king had one more move there was daniel in the lepers then oh we got that sucker now they saw the lad. They saw the lion. They saw lunch. You know what the Lord saw? They saw a lad, a lion. I'll give him lockjaw. And he had the eye of the tiger. Stallone and Rocky Three. Somebody owes royalties. Not their survivor. It was 2,000 years ago. And the irony is, when Daniel was toe-to-toe with the lion, nobody moves. But the Bible says that when the guard fell out... The lion pivoted, he didn't wait for him to fall, he jumped and ate him in midair. Don't touch thine anointing. Number two, some people put enough rope on themselves to hang themselves. And what they meant evil for you, the bottom always falls out for them. And Daniel got out, the king had one more move. And when Jesus was suspended between heaven and earth, a thief on each side, and his last act was leading one more to Jesus. One went to hell, one went to heaven. One died in sin, the other died with the sun. And he arose on the third day, and it looked like it was over. Game over. Case closed. No hope. But the king had one more move. And New Mexico, I got a word to tell you God is not done with you. He's not done with these churches. He's not done with the television ministry. And right now, every one of you is going to shake the nation for God's glory. If you're saved, raise your right hand. I'm going to deputize you from someone with five generations of D.C. police deputize you now if you're saved repeat after me I'm now deputized to evangelize God's going to use you to shake the world give God one last round of applause I'm going to give an altar call right now God needs you I believe the world is relying on the God in you this is not a normal church I'm not even asking with heads bowed and eyes closed We're being bold for the Bible. I don't need smoke machines. There's no light show. It's just the Lord. That's why I love your pastor. If you're here today and you know you're saved, raise your hand. If you're here today and you know America needs Jesus, raise your other hand. If you're here today and you know somebody who's been hurt by church or who's given up on God or who does not know the Lord, say amen. I'm going to come back in just a second. If you're here today, young or old, rich or poor, black or white, Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter. Say, Frank, I'm not sure. I lose sleep at night. I don't know if I'm going to heaven. But if you want to know, i got good news. Today's your day. I'm not asking anyone to close their eyes, bow their head. Repeat after me. If you want to get saved, today's your day. You ain't coming to religion. You're coming to the Redeemer. Just repeat after me. If you want to rededicate your life, repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner. Jesus is the Savior. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Take me to heaven when I die. I don't want to go to a devil's hell. I want to go to heaven with the angels. I repent from my past. And I want to be all in for Jesus. Take me to heaven when I die. If that's you and you meant it with all your heart, you prayed it for the first time. If you prayed it and meant it, raise your hand at the count of three. One, two, three. Did anyone pray that prayer? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Question two. If you raise your hand, that Jesus is the answer. If you have a friend who's been hurt, if you know America needs a fresh touch of God, If you raise your hand to any of that You be the first It makes it easier for the second This whole halter should be full You're not coming to me You're coming to heaven When I count to three If you mean business with God God means business with you I'm going to ask that you pray for your church Pray for your community Pray for New Mexico Pray for the TV ministry Pray for the campus in Arizona And pray that God would use you to be an ambassador of heaven If you know one friend that needs Jesus if you want to graduate from four cylinders to an eight-cylinder, you come. There's still more that need to come. You come. One, two, three.
3: We have to go. We won't stop till the whole world knows. The power in your blood to save every soul. We're not ashamed of the gospel is ready, we have to go, we won't stop till the whole world knows, the power in your blood to save every soul, we're not ashamed of the gospel, Jesus you're worthy, of every tribe and tongue, it's all for your glory. is one, Jesus, you're worthy. Of every tribe and tongue, it's all for your glory.
4: Blood to save every soul, and we're not ashamed of the gospel, Jesus.
3: Forgotten as long as you get the glory, and I will preach the gospel. I'll die and be forgotten as long as you get the glory. Well, I will preach the gospel. I'll die and be forgotten as long as you get the glory. I will preach the gospel. I'll die and be forgotten as long as you get the glory. Oh, I will preach the gospel I'll die and be forgotten As long as you get the glory oh, I will preach the gospel I'll die and be forgotten As long as you get the glory Jesus, you're With every tribe and tongue It's all for your glory To Every soul is one, Jesus, you're worthy. Of every tribe and tongue, it's all for your glory. Till so every soul is one,
0: Worthy of you, Jesus. Come on, just re- make that commitment. I'll go for you been the theme this year. We're just going to treat souls like it's the single most important thing, because it is. So Father, we say the harvest is ready, the laborers are few. But God, if there's going to be few, we want to be found amongst the few. And so where it's few in a nation, may it be full in this house, God, of laborers. Jesus name. Jesus name. Let's give the King radical praise. Yes God. Let's give God praise for Frank Shelton. come on he got on a plane, flew into this region to be impactful in our lives. Tonight we're going to turn him totally loose, whatever that may look like. But six o'clock, we want you to be here. Can 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 we make the time to be here? There's nothing more important. We don't have Sunday night services very often. And so when we do, let's take advantage of that. Frank wrote the foreword to this book, The Call for Strong Godly Leadership. If you don't own it, it's available today. He'll sign the book as well. He wrote a chapter in there, but I wrote the first 13 and together. I think it just gives an awesome widespread, really, instruction on how how to live and lead. And his chapter deals with global leadership. And so if you don't have that in your hands, that's available. And while he's here, we'll make him sign it too. We just put them to work when you come to house. Frank, thank you for being a voice this morning, a powerful voice. We appreciate you so much. You. Frank's one of those people that he'll constantly and myself too call connect. It's, it's a real authentic relationship. It's not just bringing in a speaker. I mean, he, he's, he's a true friend. He actually cares how things are going and it's happening, and, and he's not trying to have a relationship or a friendship to be able to just come and speak, none of those things. It's just such, how I many sense the realness on his life? And, and, and I just want to publicly declare that, that he's a true friend. I appreciate you, Frank. I love you, brother. Father, we seal this right now, and we thank you for your goodness. Lord, the word that's been spoken. God, I pray that our hearts would get so hungry tonight, God, for so much more. God, I pray that today, throughout the day, Lord, if we're not able to come back because we're traveling home, may they win the loss. Those that are able to stay, may they find somebody that needs Jesus in this city and bring them tonight. God, that the Lamb of God might receive the reward of his suffering. The whole reason we do what we do. And we give you the glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can praise him. Come on, I know we've been praising him, but you can praise him. It's what Paul and Silas did, and jail cells broke. Remember, the book's available. Come see me if you want to pick up that book. And then the enchilada plates. Who do we see on the enchilada plates? Lasagna plates. I guess we better get the, the meal right. Lasagna plate. Did you see you? Okay, See, see Amy there if you want to pick up one of those tickets. God bless you.